0: Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Kez, this is empty, by the way. Today, uh, we're going to start off with uh, a bit of a sad um, uh, commencement to the set of facts today, team. We have a mother who passes away, and she divides her estate pursuant to her will. She bequeaths it to each of her six children, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, to the trustees of their testamentary trusts. Uh, each of those children uh, is, in almost all cases, and we'll come to that, the trustee of their own trust. Right, what are the assets to be distributed in these six parts? They are shares in a company that has a significant land holding that's going through a subdivision process at the moment, and those shares are of a significant value. Now, Of those six children, some of them are executors of Mum's estate and some of them are directors of this company. But not all are executors and not all are directors. I expect you know where we're going. The relationships between these siblings breaks down over time, sadly, um, and disputes arise about various things. But for our purposes, we're gonna speak about three of those various things. Now, one of our siblings claims to be the permanent director. And pursuant to the constitution of the company, the permanent director uh, has additional powers uh, in relation to that directorship and is sort of an an elevated, more empowered party. Uh, There are disputes about the transfer of one sibling's shares being made to the wrong party. We'll come to that. There are disputes about documents that have been requested and not being given up. So these flare-ups occur and they are sufficiently um, (laughs) irritating or disgruntling for the relevant parties that two plaintiffs commence corporate oppression proceedings. And what they say is that each of these examples, the permanent director point, the documents point, and the share transfer to the wrong person point, are oppressive in the section 232 of the Corporations Act sense. And what they then say is that right, pursuant to section 233, That oppressive conduct means the court should order the existing board, the existing two directors go, and they are replaced by two other directors. Get rid of the old board, bring in the new, because these three things and others are oppressive. Right, the court says no. Why does the court say no? In relation to the documents point, what the court says is that there are some circumstances where the withholding of requested documents can be oppressive, but in this case, they're not sufficiently oppressive to ground dissolving the whole board and bringing in more directors. Similarly, um, the permanent director claim, in the absence of being able to point to any specific conduct of the permanent director that is oppressive, is not enough to ground orders of the kind sort. And then thirdly, this share transfer to the wrong person point, why would someone claim that? Well, um, this sibling was the subject of sequestration orders. He was a bankrupt at the time that the share transfer took place and what he said was because I'm bankrupt, I'm an undischarged bankrupt, I can't be trustee of this testamentary trust so you shouldn't have transferred it to me you should have transferred it to these other parties who are the trustees of my trust. What the court said was firstly "Mm, not sure about whether an undischarged bankrupt is not able to be the trustee of a trust and that might be a discussion we have another day but in any case, the shares were eventually transferred to the correct trustee and there was no harm done. So there was no issue arising from that failed transfer or from that irregular transfer that actually caused any damage and certainly not sufficient damage to dissolve the board. Now, if we move to the board dissolution, what they wanted, they didn't want to wind up of the company or they made a late application for a wind up that they weren't seeking at the start. So they didn't get that. They didn't seek a share sale they were really seeking for two directors to go or sorry the sole directors to go and two new directors to come in and the court considered these did not make the orders for reasons including that that might itself be reverse oppression so if we say these two directors are oppressive we get rid of them then we bring in two more directors and they're likely to be oppressive to the interests of the former the former board so you can sort of imagine the court's thinking there in any case I hope this discussion was of assistance to you and of value to you. And I will look forward to joining you again soon, but not too soon, for another coffee and another case note. Hopefully I'll have a full cup then. Cheers.